overall, what I want to create is a very uh, meditative um, healing experience, but with good music. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's guest, Erica Offrey, or DJ Emeg, an Augusta transplant who has large dreams. You know, I know that I have a gift with this. I know that I have um, a sound that I do want to share. One place I would love to play at, and I I experienced two artists there, would be the Tabernacle in Atlanta. It's intimate, and like that's kind of the movement that I want. Erica, who has lived around the country, has her own unique vibe that she brings to DJing. Pretty much my slogan is love to move and move to love. You know, I think the best compliment that I could ever receive, someone came up to me and he was like, you know, your music makes me happy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. Like every episode, this episode is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Not only has Nancy been there for our show since the very beginning, before we could even prove to her that we could generate any kind of ROI, she just wanted to support the show. But now she's decided that she will be with the show for 2021 as well. Nancy Powell is a local real estate broker, agent, and owner of Powell & Associates, her real estate agency. If you need any kind of real estate advice, if you have any kind of real estate questions, Nancy Powell should be your first call. Check her out. Powell & Associates, at Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram. Shoot her a DM, set up a meeting. We'd love for you guys to support her because she supports us. And now, on to the show. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We are here, not live, recording with... Erica, I'm DJ Emig. DJ Emeg, DJ Emeg in the house. David's uh, working on a rebrand, maybe. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We before the show we talked about your rebrand. We'll have to keep working on that afterwards. I liked what you gave me. I'm excited to get home and work on it. Look out for the lightning bolt, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, watch out. So before we kind of talk about you know all the background story, all these things we're going to ask you about. Tell us a little bit about like what you're doing in Augusta right now. Um, well, I moved here back in 2015. Okay. Um, pretty much her family. I'm from upstate New York. I was born in Connecticut. Okay. Yep. Born in Connecticut, moved to New York when I was two. Um, so I don't really remember much of that, but, um, yeah, my brother played for the Lynx and the Riverhawks, the hockey team here. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Kind of. That's kind of what drew me here. I yeah. know. I wish we could bring it back. <laughs> I know. That'd be great. <laughs> so what are you doing right now in Augusta? Um, just, I really want to take off with this um, in a way that I can. Um, so my other job right now is just working at Pineapple Inc. I'm serving. Just Check her out if you guys go to Pineapple Inc. We're, yes. If you haven't listened to the show, we're huge Pineapple Inc. fans. Here. Huge. It's some good food. Yes. That's we're right. actually having Brandon on later this month. Cool. Super cool. excited That'll about that. That'll be good. Um, no, it's, it, it's great. I'm making good money there. Um, it's artistic. I like right. being a part of that. But you're kind of starting a business too at the same time. That's, that's kind of what I realized is happening with all of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. so it's, I'm just trying to, to maintain it. Uh, my gigs have picked up a little bit. So I'm at Soul Bar every Wednesday. Um, Friday I'm at Soleil and Saturdays it's either Loft or Soul Bar. Okay. What time do people show up to see you? Like, are you like seven? Are you like five? Are you like 11? Yeah, it's it's later in the night. My gig doesn't usually start till about 9, 30, 10. So at Soleil, which which is neat because the patio, I can kind of, if I start at 10, I can kind of play a little bit of my taste, which is more of your deep house. Mm, you know, okay, you gotcha. Know, Hold on, we'll get into those know, questions. We're getting, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into, <laughs> you're ta- David and I were wedding DJs back in our day. I love that. We were. Yeah, for so, like almost 10 combined years. Yes. Wow. Which is really Which you cool. you would not believe if you looked at my face and saw how old I look. <laughs> no. He started when he was 13. That's right, yeah. That's actually not right. I wish That's I got lie. started a little bit earlier with this. <laughs> so, um, very cool. Weddings. So, Erica, speaking of getting started, mm-hmm. let's rewind the clock a little bit. Let's take it all the way back to you growing up in New York. Take us through take us through that. How okay. was that for you? Did you want to be a DJ 
And if not, what did you want to do? Right. Um, you know, it's funny because I always said if there's anything in the world I could be with just a haha behind this, it would be a DJ as a little okay. girl. You know, music is the universal language. We mm-hmm. all connect to it somehow. We right. all mm-hmm. we all have to have it. So when um, you think of DJ, mm-hmm. this isn't like a DJ Khaled, like producing songs. You're like, I want to play music for people that they will like. Um, a little bit of both. Like okay. I would rather perform, you know, Kay. than be a club DJ. Okay. Being a club DJ is, you know, you play for the bar. You know, it becomes yeah. repetitive. You're yeah. starting to play. You know, you have to focus on a genre heavier than the genre you might want to focus mm-hmm. on. But that's part of the job. Um, that's something I've had to learn with it is trying to keep that crowd moving. Right. So, but as a little girl, um, just kind of being in my room, you know, I it, I was 1990 baby. So I kind of caught that CD-ROMs and, oh, yeah. you know, MP3 players. Oh, yeah. And that's just where, I don't know, I kind of would lock myself in there and think that I was in love. I'd be singing Brandy and Monica <laughs> or, you know, Usher, just thinking I was crying you'd over make, somebody in eighth grade. You would make those summer CD ma- mash hits on that CD, <laughs> write out, those, get, the, those get the Sharpies out, write all the songs, hand them to your friends. Absolutely. And then you oh, had that yeah. CD-ROM case. Oh yeah. Know, that would, the or, the, or, or it goes on the visor of your car. Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I had, had one of those that. for sure. Yep. Um, but it, it's just always... It's funny because I, you know, I can say this, but everyone else can too. Music has always been my outlet. Okay. Um, it's always been a part of... Did you ever play like an instrument or anything? Um, I I regret this. My mom got me into piano when I was younger and um, kind of focused on sports more. Got so it. I didn't think I practicing was, was cool, you know? Yeah. And now my mom got me a keyboard for Christmas last, last year. Like, <sighs> yeah. And I'm trying to reteach myself. Right. Okay. Um, but I don't have that focus right now, you know, and I, I need to because it, piano is such a gorgeous instrument and it's something that I love to hear in house music. Got it. Mm. And like 90s house, Show Me right. Love, Robin S. That's probably one of my favorite songs. Right. Probably top 10. So do you think that you've developed this music taste like growing up in, in the north and like moving to different places? Like has your taste changed over time? No, I mean... It's, I was a hockey sister, so we were in and out of Canada all the time, um, kind of hearing what my brother and the guys listened to to get jock jams, you know, just 90s house. I just always loved house music. I always right. loved okay. the tempo of it. Not necessarily dubstep, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I really was always into. Um, I listened to a lot of gospel growing up, mm-hmm. um, you know, Christian music, pop, rap. R&B, everything. everything, but I just, you know, I know that I have a gift with this. I know that I have um, a sound that I do want to share, and it's not music that I've created, but it's music that I've explored over the years of being young up until now that um, has helped me kind of put it all together. Right. Um, but, you know, I got too involved with sports, Um basketball and softball and that was right let's talk about that yeah so new york you're growing up you're going to high school you stayed in new york throughout high school is that right yep graduated in new york and you went off to play uh college ball i did talk about that uh my senior okay i graduated in new york so my freshman year i went on to play at southern nazarene university it's in lakeland florida got it um Stayed there for a semester. I got mono my mm. my first semester there. And um, you were telling us before the show, but you played basketball? Yes, it was basketball. And yes. you were a, you said a three and a four? Yep, three, so four. So you were a, a small forward or a power forward? Right. Okay. Yeah, I Perfect. realized in high school, I could I could go play the four. I was tall enough in high school, but moving into college, um, I kind of had to get back out in the range right. and, yeah. and, and be out there, which was a little intimidating because of the dribbling. I told you I lack in that, <laughs> um, but I loved, I loved the, I loved to be that smooth passer and mm-hmm. I loved to be that smooth shooter. That okay. was, that was my thing. Um, but you know, I used to have to leave softball practice to go travel an hour and a half to Syracuse to train for with my AAU team for basketball. So okay. it was just like sports, 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 mm-hmm. um, Still, still so involved in music on the car rides and all that, but never, ever thought I would be in this position to, to be DJing. To at, be that, able. at that time, what did you want to do? Did you want to be a professional athlete? Um, 
I don't know. It's hard to say. My my dad. Or were was, you just like having fun? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I I strived for D one, and then as I got more into it, mm-hmm. um, just life circumstances kind of changed. Yeah. Um, and I was I was good with where I was going. It was NAIA, you know. Um, I got married at a young age. That's why I kind of ended up in Oklahoma um, and played at a school there. Um, so, excuse me, it was Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida, where I played. And then I okay. transferred to Southern Nazarene. Got it. Um, things kind of fell through there in Oklahoma. Right. Um, but so I didn't get to play the full four years that I had planned f- and trained for, like uh, all up until, yeah. you know. Um, but that's what that's what brought me here. And I've been just trying to... Um, figure out who I am and, yeah. and the life that I want to start. Um, I'm 30, you mm. know, I've, I, in my nothing head, is wrong with 30 people. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing I'm a woman. wrong with that. <laughs> stigma. You're the stigma. I know. I guess, you know, being a woman, it's a little, you know, it's a little scary, but I'm excited for my thirties. I guess I wish I got to start this DJ journey a little bit younger just yeah. because, you know, where could I be in five years with mm. this, mm-hmm. you know, being 35, it's yeah. hard to be in the bars every weekend. Right. So, so before we go that far, though, sorry, we keep going. let's talk it's about okay. 2015. 2015 is the year that you moved to Augusta. Mm-hmm. At the time, I'm guessing you were about 25 years old. 20, I was 22. 22 years I'm, old. Yep. Okay. You were already married? I was married. I got married at 18. And it all, it. it all kind of fell apart about 21, 22. Got it. Um, and that's just kind of where I came here and just... My mom moved down here from up north. My Restart. brother was playing hockey here. Yeah, he married a girl from North Augusta, um, had babies, and it, it's just kind of like I, I need to go be near my family. Okay. For those of you at home, yes, Augusta used to have a hockey team. Two, two of them. Two. Well, not at the same, same time. They they all played at the same <laughs> arena. I will yep. tell you, uh, my family is uh, my mom's from Canada. Love that. So we <laughs> may have gone to Lynx games more than any other family in the city. I don't wow. want to like promise that because I was not old enough to remember. But I do remember that I had Lynx pucks that oh. you could buy those little rubber pucks mm-hmm. for like twenty dollars. It was a crazy ripoff. Lynx, we would always <laughs> buy those. Lynx games were definitely better than River Hawks. Yeah, because they yeah. were they were generally speaking not a team that won a lot of games. But I have never watched a more fun team right. play. Right. I mean, oh my gosh! Right. Well, they the Lynx were affiliated with an NHL team, right. just like our Green Jackets are yeah. affiliated right. with Giants. Um, the Riverhawks weren't; they were in their own league, the ECHL. Did not so, know that. Yep. So they didn't have an affiliation. Um, but I didn't get to see my brother play much for the Lynx until no, I, I saw him play a couple times. I was living in. Oh, man, I've been places, but um, I was in Savannah. So I was able to come travel to see right. him kind of in those link seasons. But when I moved here was when I got to catch, you know, the River Hawks. The River Hawks. Yeah. So they were definitely better, I would say. They had a few fighters on the team. Yeah. It was pretty entertaining. Um, but the Lynx was like going to a UFC fight. Like, he, so that's, that's why I I've liked them. Yeah, they always won, though. That I could handle great. any any of the guys fighting except my brother. Right, of you course. Know, I just ugh, didn't want anything you know, to happen to him. You also know that you can beat him up. Uh, I don't know. He's Allegedly. pretty tough. I don't Allegedly. try to mess with my brother. He's five years older than me. He's a he's a solid guy. So, um, but yeah, it hockey just sports have always been like the main part of my life. Got it. You know, and it, I think you guys can probably relate to this when mm-hmm. you lose that. You know, you're so used to your teams, the bus rides, the hotel, right. like that's been an adjustment, you know, even in the last 10 years of not playing sports, it's like you kind of, how do you meet people? Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I have like, right. I, now I know a lot of people in Augusta, um, and I'm blessed for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of love and that's all I care about, but, um, it's just, I just, I just moved here and it all happened. We will be right back with more with DJ Emeg. But first, I want to talk to you about a really exciting development for a really exciting partnership we have, and that's with the Clubhouse. So we've talked to you guys about how the Clubhouse does entrepreneur assistance, does networking programs, does coding boot camps. And we'll talk about this more in Around Augusta at the end of the show, but we want to congratulate the Clubhouse for their 
award under the Partnership for Inclusive Innovation, which is going to allow them to be even more effective and impactful in our community. Please check them out if you don't know what they do. TheClubhouse.se is their website. The Clubhouse, it's the third floor of the Cyber Center. It's a great place to develop yourself in Augusta. So you mentioned something. Um, when you moved here, you had lived a, a few different places. At, mm -hmm. I mean, just in this conversation, we've mentioned four. We've got Florida, we've got Oklahoma, we've got Savannah, we've got New York. Oh, and technically we could count Connecticut maybe. Yeah, um, for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same way that I was, I'm from Louisiana, but we moved here when I was three, but I'm still from Louisiana, right. you know? Right, right. Lame, lame. <laughs> you got to You got to throw those in there. Count it, you exactly. Know? You're diverse. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> what was your impression when you moved here, though? Because you were you were an adult when you moved here. You, right. you know, a lot of people we talked to, you know, they were in high school or their family moved here. What was your impression moving here? Um, you know, I think I think the one thing we can all say about Augusta is when you when you when you leave, you can come back and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. It is a small town. You know, you're going to be able to to have support wherever you go. Mm -hmm. Um I remember when I moved here, Country Club was was pretty hot. You know, oh, yeah. that was the place to go. Heck so yeah. I kind of that's where I started to meet people. To um, people okay. that just turned twenty one, I'm so sorry you missed out on uh, this time period. Yeah. It was it was great. That's was where great. I went mm -hmm. to get my dance moves on. Oh. That's where I turned hundred percent. I turned twenty one at Country Club. But you only you mm -hmm. only went from midnight to two a.m. Right, right. That's when you yeah. go. Yeah. Don't go before. That's when midnight. Usher dropped at midnight. The right. Usher, yeah, <laughs> yeah, almost every time. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because that's the one song I just really don't ever want to play. I'm just, you know. But, but you, you can to. always but rely on it. If it's a dead floor, you can always you rely can. on Yabba Usher. This you is can. totally a tangent, but I have to ask: Did you ever meet the old leopard print? <laughs> shirt guy with the mustache that's a funny story i have yes and yes. last year this guy's um, legend when last they year? reopened he would come and i was djing at the new country club like there wasn't a lot of people that would come because right. you know people come downtown a lot now well, garden city closes hot. and it reopens and it closes and it reopens right. it's kind of a lot yeah and it you know in, in expectation there was a lot of older people coming in mm. to two-step um so i was playing country music on my turntables and you know, that was that was an adjustment. One night it felt good. It was different for me. I was like, okay. Yeah. But he would come and he wrote me he wrote me a love letter. Yes. He, he asked me what my sign was and I told him Libra, you know, and, <laughs> and then he researched how his his sign and my sign all, you know, connected. Yeah. Great. Brought me that letter. Do we have a name set. for him? Um it's <sighs> it's um Pierre, I think. Pierre. But you know Okay. What? I was really worried that I was gonna be disappointed by his name. I wasn't. No, I'm not. I was not. He's Italian. I he's got an sense. Italian God, accent. We gotta have that this guy sense. on the show. We do. You do. Oh. Hey man, what's that dance move that you do called? The Pierre. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> you know when when um, Garden City first opened, I was working with them behind the bar, and he that's that was his new spot. He'd come in, and all he would order was just a mix of all all the juices, grapefruit juice. We had to have grapefruit juice for him. Cranberry pineapple, yeah. Interesting. This so, is great. That, that was a great tangent. Pierre. So yeah, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it back from the tangent. I had there's if any of my friends listen to this episode, they will appreciate that. And you guys are good, welcome. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I had something for you there. Um, so you moved to Augusta, and and you you were talking about you went to Country Club back then. Mm -hmm. What was your overall impression? Um, of, of the city as right. a whole, of not, course, just, not country just country club. Yeah, well, I <laughs> guess I was seeing a lot of like the booster fans with hockey, so I was seeing a lot of you know support people. Bougie Augusta, just kind of supportive Augusta. Yeah, just people like that was the world I was kind of in at first, right. just mm -hmm. kind of leaning on my brother. I got close to one of the hockey girlfriends, and we, you know, that her and I just tried to cling together here when and, and meet people. Right. Um, but it's it's beautiful. It's it's very. Um, like I said, comfortable. Uh, it's not my, if I'm going to be honest, it's not my ideal place where I, right. I do want to end up. Um, be honest. I, like, yeah. we're, we're not here for fluff. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely have wings that want to that wanna spread. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot go go on here since I've been here. Um, good, good and bad. And there's a part of me that's ready to kind of leave those things behind and, okay. and go. We want people to know what it is you are here doing and trying to do. Right. Because if somebody is an up and coming DJ. Right. They don't want to hear you say, hey, I, you know, I have no I have no motivation. 
No, I no, mean, I just want to do this, the same thing over and over again. Right. Uh, that's, that's the challenge every weekend. It's important to me that I'm very hard on myself with it. So it's important to me that every set I'm going into those people leave feeling like they, they lost some weight off their shoulder, you know, yeah. cause that's what music does. So me to have that platform to do that for them, that's that it's pressure for someone who's, who's hard on their self like that for as far as me. But um, if I can get further out into the world and do this um, and, sh- and really share and let go what what I really do have inside mm-hmm. than having to play like the same hip hop songs right. and stuff, um, then, you know, that's the ultimate goal. So so I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I want to transition into what is your what is your inspiration of a DJ? Who's your artist that you listen to? What kind of music are you trying to play for other people and you're hoping that it hits home? Right. Um, I love, I love Alex Lustig. You guys probably, I don't know if anyone's really ever heard of him. He's done some music for party next door. People okay. are Googling right now. Please do. Um, it's I know gonna party be... next door, all capital letters, no spaces. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, his music is very, it's very deep, loungy. It's very light female vocals. Um, I love his sound. I love his beats. Um, I guess, I guess the movement that I would need to really create, which is challenging being in the bars is that I, I have more of a spiritual feel to it with what I want to project and give out. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Fisher, if you heard Fisher, um, uh, he's Australian DJ. Um, I, I have to say like the way he moves. We're not like, talking Chris Fisher. We're talking, um, no, <laughs> <DJ Fisher. laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Chris Lake, Chris Lake is another, is okay. another, um, DJ and producer. Okay. Um, but Fisher is very, you look at the crowd when he's DJing and it's, it's a wave. They're not, they're not okay. the tempo of it. You know, it's just, it's deep. It's not, it's not any screechy dubstep drops. Like, gotcha. I don't, I don't like those. That's not <laughs> the sound that I want to be known for and what I'm playing. So I want to kind of like go into your sound a little bit, but mm-hmm. before we do that, I do want to take us on this little quick journey of you got to Augusta, you became a DJ. I don't, but you didn't show up in Augusta as a DJ. Right. So like what, what happened? Like you showed up and you were like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to make friends, you know, how can I get invited to parties? Well, maybe I could DJ them. You know, right. I, how, how did it happen? That's what um, I did. <laughs> hey, there's no shame in that. No, it, it worked that is out. from experience. You're, you're a natural. <laughs> um, when I was working at Garden, I was behind the bar, and okay. this was the first year. Um, and this and is I, 2018, this, 2019? Um, t- yeah, 2018. Okay. Yep. So we were at the start of the 2019, um, we were going to start opening Thursday nights. And I said to Tommy Wofford, who was the owner at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, what if you just showed me a few things on the board, how to transition and you just first Thursday night, just let me get up there. Let's just do this for, for, you know, was there like a prep for that? Were you just like, Hey, I just want to play some music. It it just kind of, I don't know. It just happened. You're just like, hey, I'm going to ask this question. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah, I did. We were were just like at the start of our shift. And he was like, yeah, I mean, why not? So he... he showed me a few things and that whenever that Thursday came, we mm-hmm. made it a, we made it a theme night nineties. So it kind of, I had some, I had a barrier nice, a little bit, nice. which was totally up my alley. Um, and I, I, I got, I got into it, uh, and it just kind of stuck. So I was playing there every Thursday, um, and then eventually moved to the weekends. Um, and like garden was, was awesome to play in there. The energy definitely, helps me play better. You know, mm-hmm. I, I play worse when I got two people in the room when I, rather than 200. I think you could say that about a lot of people. Yeah. You think so hard about what those two people want right. rather than the 200. They kind of, they kind of just come together. It averages out a lot better. A, a lot better. <laughs> um, so, you know, my transitions weren't that great in the beginning. I'm still working on how I want to, um, mix those songs in together. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can totally give credit and thanks to to Garden for kind of being that foundation for me in all of this. Okay. Um, and then after you know after uh, you know Garden and I were done, we just I just things just started happening. I started getting these other gigs, and 
and just going with it. I told myself in the beginning I was just going to ride this wave. I wasn't going to force anything. If I put the pressure on myself more than I already do, um, you know, it might backfire. So I'm just kind of trusting God with this. Like I have this gift and I, I know I can do this. I know the dream that I have. Um, I just got, I just have to stick to it pretty much. I I will say that, you know, we felt the same way when we started the podcast. We're, we're just gonna, not gonna force it. We're just gonna (laughs) do it. And I don't know if it has to do with Augusta, Georgia, Mm -hmm. but the people accepted it and And, it just increased and got better and better and better as we went. I don't, do you, did you feel the same way being in Augusta? Yeah. I mean, I think that people in Augusta always want to see something new, you know, Mm -hmm. coming in or, or just, we always kind of, it's such a, to me, it is such a small town that, you know, you kind of run out of things to do a little bit. So when something new comes up, it's exciting. Right. And I think like, that's awesome that you guys started this. It gives something like look at you guys are helping me you know like share my story (laughs) and and like my platform of of all of this you know you're giving me that but um it's just uh it's it's a lot to take in because I am the only female DJ in Augusta and I'm the first one to to do this here which is awesome when you really think about it I'm I'm very grateful so very grateful let me you you drew a cool parallel with me and Chris and I'm gonna make you keep going on that Mm -hmm. um when Chris and I started you know obviously right now we kind of have our stuff together but when we first started there was a lot of stuff we did that was garbage and you know there's episodes that not only will no one ever (laughs) hear you will never see them they have been deleted from my hard drive they do not exist no one will hear them no one will see them ever again it's not even fun to look back on no i feel that no it's not and it's like hey the ones we published were great to look back on the rest is just like this sad room of shame Mm. but do you have any moments with your development that you can kind of point to where you're like, hey, that was not only a moment of shame, but I learned a lot in that moment? Oh, absolutely. There were times where I didn't I didn't know. I started out with a new mark, which is which is yes. a type of party. Bowl. Was yep. it a party mix? Or was it like a nice actual? It was a nice one. Okay, That's okay, the one yeah. that Tommy like let me use. Okay. It was like Garden's yep. house board, whatever. Uh, Garden Duh. has a really, really nice set of equipment, by the way. I know. I miss those lights. <laughs> I miss those lights a lot. Uh, shout out to Cobalt. Like that's the Cobalt and his little yeah, girlfriend yeah, yeah. running the lights at Garden. He's so phenomenal. He knows what he's doing. He knows. Yeah. He's so smart. Um, but I do miss I do miss all that those flashy lights out there. It it helps you, you right. know. It, oh, it does absolutely. a lot. Um, but yeah, I do look back on my transitions. I do look back on times where my music shut off. I didn't know what happened on the board. One time, my song went backwards. You know, and I wasn't really yeah. sure what button to press to get right. it back, so I had to shut it off. You By know? the way, I've actually done this exact thing. Yeah, <sighs> when you get a new board and you press a button and you don't know what button you pressed, holy crap! It's 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 like you're setting off a bomb. Holy like, crap! It's very yeah. scary. But yeah. I before I didn't have that control of just taking a deep breath and trying to just solve the problem. Mm. I, I I would take it like hard. I'd start getting tears in my eyes just because mm. I cared about it so much. I didn't right. want anything no, yeah. to go wrong. Right. Um. But, you know, as you, you as you do this more, you, things happen, you right, know. And so right. um, I do look back on myself and it happened to me at uh, happened to me at Soul Bar the other night. My friend actually came out to give me a hug and her her foot unplugged my 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 board. So uh, the music stopped for 30 seconds. But, you know, now I, it's not going to get you mad say, at her. You say 30 seconds and you're thinking at home. That's <laughs> not long. It is. 30 though. seconds for a DJ in dead space seems like forever. It's a lifetime. It's it is like, a lifetime. If you've ever like walked in Vegas during the summer when it's <laughs> 110 degrees and you just have this like burning feeling. Yeah. I think it's exactly comparable it to that It doesn't matter how cold it is or no, what. You no. just, you're breaking out. You're like, oh, yeah. your jacket and the, off. Kind of the worst part is when people are like, come on, DJ, you know, making comments. Right. Which, oh. There's always going to be some hecklers. Hey, what happened? But it's just like, do you yeah. think any, you know, DJ in the world wants this right. to happen? No. So um, I'll, let me tell you a quick story that will make you feel a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, the One of the weddings I DJed, uh, during the first dance, um the guy I was working with accidentally unplugged everything. Oh, no. He was like reaching <laughs> under the, the, oh, no. the table to plug his phone in and he switched it off. He switched my plug off for everything. <laughs> and so 
talk about a long 30 seconds yeah. during the middle of a first dance. Oh, everybody's been there. With the, we with understand. the bride and the groom. With oh yeah, with and the, I was. Okay, I'm was actually. Groom, uh, that is the first dance. The yeah. most important daddy, part daughter. of the night. Looking Honestly. directly <laughs> into my eyeballs. Besides, I. Oh, that's rough. Okay, yes. I, I'm David sorry, and I, I had to could, go through that. David and I could fill your stories with. <laughs> bad moments failure yeah. so so I mean, we understand that's kind of what i think about now is this happens not just to, to just me you yeah, know anyway, like it happens it's yeah technology you got Techno- a lot of things plugged in right yep so um but yeah i mean there's times where i try to sit down and record a mix because that essentially is what i need to have on a soundcloud is mm-hmm. re- recording my mixes so let's talk about that yeah recording mixes mm-hmm. y- do you have original music that you have created um i have i have a few beats that i've okay. i've made um and it's kind of cool to to get in the car hear it in the car speaker rather than just playing it at home. Oh, you know? so you have to put it in the car, especially mm-hmm. if you have a good sub system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine's Let okay. Let it go. I drive a little Honda. But anytime anyone sends me a song, I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it when I get in the car just right. because you feel the full effect of right. it. But, right, um, there's a I There's a computer program, Ableton. I haven't quite learned it. It's kind of, ugh, it's a lot. <laughs> um, but there's um, this app called BandLab that I've just kind of like played on my phone with. Uh, there's loop packs, there's in, like different instrument things that you can create your own melody off of. Um, and so I started doing that. I haven't really uploaded it to any SoundCloud or Spotify okay. just because uh, I've only made like a minute. You know, I need to make, right. if I make a full length right. song, I just need to do it. I mm-hmm. think my biggest thing is just believing in myself and having the confidence to just oh, yeah. like share this gift. I, I was watching the show last night on Netflix and um, it was about these singers who... Um, this one girl was just like, I have nothing to lose, you know, like my worst fear is going through this whole journey and having nothing at the end, not really like getting what I wanted with it. And And the only way you can guarantee that that will happen is if you give up on yourself. Yeah. I mean, so if I don't just do this in confidence, then... How will I ever know how far I could go? So you are working on your own beats, though. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, if I actually do make it to that stage where I'm performing in front of people where they don't have an expectation of hearing any other music mm-hmm. and they just want they just want to hear what is coming outside of me, um, then I have to have you know material. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm just trying to, um, you know like I said, ride this wave and, and create as I go. There's moments where if I'm down about something, it, it sounds good to make a beat. And I put it through through that, just like any other artist, you know? So right. a lot of my beats, um, I know what I was feeling at the time when I made it. Right. And I just, I send it to my friends or I've posted it on my Instagram and I've gotten great feedback on them. Okay. Uh, I just got to do it more. And so I, I have can... to plug this. You know, we have a, I'll describe it as budding, we have a budding local hip hop community. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you kind of take that next step where you're putting stuff out, I think you're going to have a lot of opportunity to collaborate with people. I think right. a lot of people would be interested in that. I do believe that. I've, I've had a few, you know, people message me wanting to collab. and Already? I, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's Is awesome. that something you're wanting really, to do? Um, yeah, I would love to. You know, why okay. not? Um, I really want to get a female vocal on my beats yeah. okay. because that's what I love in house music. Do you yeah. do your own vocal? There's times where I feel like if I took lessons, um, I can I can create the sound that I want in my voice. Um, I never really had singing lessons. You know, there's times mm-hmm. where I feel like I can sing to a certain tempo. Certain I'll note. tell you, my sister, when she was like six or seven, decided she wanted to be a singer. And she was awful. Yeah. And she went to Davidson and she got singing lessons. <laughs> and now she's an all-state chorus oh, wow. like four years in a row. Wow. So there is definitely hope. And if I can find any of I those just, old videos of her singing, I my goodness, you will have so much more hope. I was not expecting you to say she was awful. <laughs> awful. What six-year-old is not awful? She was, um, you know those karaoke games? She had a karaoke game with like Disney music yeah. or something. And oh my goodness, I would close my door. I would Aww. put pillows against. Like, I do not want to hear that. <laughs> 
Um, I had a I had a karaoke thing, and I remember it was the Yellow Submarine song by the. Oh yes. Oh my gosh! And you'd plug it into your TV. The Beatles. Yes, it was yes. the Beatles. Yep, it was that <laughs> one. We're gonna get taken down for this. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Um, no. There's a few. I use like an app to. Um, Record my voice, and then okay. you can upload it into the to the BandLab app. So there's a I, I didn't that see any cool. words. I just yeah. kind of saying just um, some accents, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what you call them, but um, I mean, I, I would love to. You know, I would love to. So like, what's an example of an accent? Do an accent for <gasps> oh, us because we're recording yeah. right now. Have to do that. No, <laughs> do an accent. What is an accent? No, just like a hum or, it's a or hum. yeah. yeah. Um, can you do one? I don't really. Nope. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm a little nervous with that. So yeah, don't worry just, about that. I, I, if I could find the right person to send to give me lessons and try to discover if I Got can it. really do this, Got this is gonna it. go. Yeah. I could accelerate this even more. Got that's it. cool. So I, I guess just as time goes by, I'm I'm exploring more and more of this of this gift of and like I gotta call it a gift because it is right. right. So. Now. So you're you're DJing. You're you know you've learned that you you had this opportunity at Garden City to DJ. You've you know started looking into doing your own beats, your own uh, recordings. And so, where 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 are you DJing now? Where are some places down downtown Augusta that you've been DJing? Mm-hmm. And, and where's your favorite place to DJ? Um, oh, that's that's tough. I don't want to get is. in trouble. <laughs> um, so recently, I just picked up um, this this gig Wednesday nights at Soul Bar, and I'm excited about it because even though it's in the middle of the week, it gives me the opportunity to actually play the music I can't play on the weekends. Okay, um, and yeah, it's I like really, your thing. Yeah, and okay. I I just really want a place for people to come to where you can you can sit. And you can listen to as if you're in a lounge or. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting here making you sleepy. You know, there's total, there's just like. Like throwing. vibe, like vibe. Absolutely. That's like, that's perfect. Yes. Right. That's the word. I should have even thought of that. But um, a lot of my friends know my taste. A lot of people are picking up on my style and I really appreciate Ryan. He's the owner of Barn Broad and Soul Bar giving me that freedom. He's like, do whatever, play whatever you want Wednesday nights because I love what you do. That's and so really cool. what's cool about the the house music that I do want to share, it's easy to blend in with a lot of the hip hop R and B that right. that I that I have to play. You, you know? need a BPM, you can find it. Uh yeah. If I could stay <laughs> in the one twenties, one thirties all okay. night. Yeah. One twenty four would probably be my favorite BPM. Okay, very nice. I'm a one twenty three guy. <laughs> all right, I'll <laughs> he give made you that. that up. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's that's been kind of refreshing to me because on the weekends, you know, I'm trying to be diverse with my with my sets, mm-hmm. so that you know, if I'm every Friday at Sole, so it is a challenge every week to not sound repetitive, right? You know, gotcha, and mix differently every time because you still have to end up playing those signature songs that are out right now, mm-hmm. and those the box like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The baby, you know they they want they want to hear anything that, that bops, anything that bops. You gotta oh, put yeah. it on. They they want that, you know. So <laughs> just trying to mix me in there because that's what's gonna separate. You know, if I'm up there just playing the same stuff, you're gonna go here at the next bar when you walk. That's a challenge. Like that's hard. You know, if right. they're hopping to me at Soleil, they're pregaming with me a little bit, then they're gonna go hit Garden and the scene. You know, I don't want to sound the same. Right, you know? gotcha. And it, each DJ probably feels that same way, you know, because they have to play those But there's songs. a difference between, like, let's say what Chris and I used to do, mm-hmm. which is more so... Getting people on the dance floor. Look at the audience, right. analyze the audience. Figure out what they're feeling. Figure out what 60% of them want to dance to. Yep. Play that song. Right. And so what we did is like a get inside your head type game. Yep. What you do seems to be more so of like a performance art because what mm-hmm. you do is you're like, hey, this is actually me. Do you guys vibe with me? Right. Like, hey, come here if you vibe with what I vibe with. Right. What, what is it that, that has you taking this perspective? And is it difficult to take that perspective and not try to play what you think people just want to hear? Uh, yeah, there. When I'm just giving and giving and giving and just playing what they want, I feel so dry when I'm playing. Like empty. I don't feel moved. You're like an empty vessel yeah, for and them. You can see it in my body language too. You know, it's like 
Put that next. Put that next. <laughs> right. And and to, if you guys were looking at me, if I was looking at me out there and not seeing that DJ move, then I'm not going to be moved. Right, so, right. Like, if they, they've learned, like, I've, I have a great following. You know, people that I don't even know are coming up to me and enjoying what I'm doing. Um, any management that I play for enjoys what I do. They, they've given me the freedom to do it. It's more, you know, I want to make people happy though. So, um, I do go into it with a little bit of Wednesday nights. I'm going into it with a little bit more of a performance mindset because I want to see how I would perform if I ever get to that point. Um, and then, but at Soleil and, and the Loft, the Loft is great because it's a lot of throwbacks and I enjoy that. Yeah, you know, I, that's cool. I think a lot of people will be, some people will be nudging me, play some, play some of today's music and they're right, you know, but my heart is still back in the nineties. You know, I think even Migos in the, in 2013, 14, 15, Fight night. all those, you know, there's just, those are the, we have to throw those in hip hop is yeah. to me, it's changed a little bit, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I, what's it going to be in 10 years? You know, I don't want to speak too much on it just because this is only my opinion, but speak on it. Uh, it's just, I, I have a hard time connecting to like the trap today. Um, just because sometimes those instrumentals and the vocals are a different speed mm-hmm. than the vibey tempo that I, I like. Right. So, um, but I'm open to it. I, I got a lot of people who are sending me things and Erica tried this. I know this is kind of your sound. Mm-hmm. This might sound like it. But at the end of the day, you know, the end goal is to perform. So I try to do that in my set because that's what you never know who's going to be there. Exactly. You never know if any yeah. type of producer is going to be there, any, anything. And that's why I tell myself I'm not forcing myself to get noticed. Everything that is happening for me, I'm just allowing it to happen, you know. I don't want to step outside of myself in this. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Erica about where she sees herself in the future. And also, don't forget, we'll have the Drop the Disc question and a special episode of Around Augusta after the show. So stay tuned. But first, let's talk about the Little Guide. The Little Guide to Augusta in this time of the year is super, super important to our city. Why do you ask? To anybody that's doing any Christmas shopping, especially last-minute Christmas shopping like me, and you want to make sure that you can get great things for your family members, but at that same time, you also want to support local business, the Little Guide is going to be your toolkit, your turnkey solution to that problem. Open a Little Guide to find boutiques, restaurants that you can get gift cards for, different services for loved ones. Maybe their pet really needs grooming. And and instead of criticizing them, maybe we just get them a gift card to a local dog groomer, cat groomer. Check the little guide out there at thelittleguide.com. They're on Facebook at The Little Guide. And they're always posting, always communicating about the best local businesses Augusta has to offer. And if you're a local business, I think the new little guide, the 2021 little guide, is going to be curated very soon. I would definitely get in touch with them. I know we did, and we intend to be in the little guide in 2021 as well. The little guide to Augusta, thank you so much for everything you guys do. So now, now that we've talked about what you've done, now we can look forward. Now we can do the fun thing and look forward, Mm -hmm. right? So... You've kind of, it seems like what you're doing right now is you're establishing your foothold. You're making your name locally. Talk to us about, and, and we're not talking about COVID yet. That's a whole thing. But what's the plan for you? I mean, like, you know, you don't have to, hey, in two years, I'm going to buy this house for this amount of money. I'm going to do this. You know, that's not where we're at. But, you know, where would you like to see yourself in like, let's say f- three or five years? Right. I have people ask me that all the time and it's, it's hard because it's probably annoying, honestly, and um, I apologize, but I really want to hear the answer. No, it's fine. It's things that I need to figure out, you know, especially kind of turning 30, you know, it's, it's something that I was serving, I was serving to ladies the other day and she was like, you know, for my 30th birthday, I promised myself I would buy a house that day. And I was like, Oh God, like I'm not even anywhere near that just because (laughs) I did get married at a young age and I experienced that and being a wife is amazing. You know, um, it it was a hard hit to me. And then, um, I lost, um, I was dating Philip Lee two years ago. We lost Philip Lee. So that was just uh, 
trying to overcome depression and trauma and anxiety. I think we all face that. So I'm a real person, you know, there's things that there's days where I just want to stay in my bed, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's just real emotion that I go through. So it is hard to sometimes see tomorrow, see what I want in the next day or what I want in the next week or the next month. Um, Overall, but you do want to spread your wings. I definitely do. Overall, yeah. the urge to just go um, and experience and live is is probably why I have that pressure of frustration and frustration right. because I'm ready to go, but it's not time yet because yeah. I'm still I still have to be here and do what I need to do here to build myself to go. Um, so buying a house here, I don't see it. My brother, you know, he's in real estate. He's like, invest in a house here. You can always travel. It's affordable here, you know. But um, I hope in three to five years, I'm at, I'm, I'm where I see myself in my dreams, you know. I'm so on the stage. If you could be playing one show on that big stage in three mm-hmm. to five years, what show would that be like? You know, we got Shaky Knees, we got Music Midtown, and we got so many things I don't even know about. Right. <laughs> Where do you, where, what is like your like dream show that you would love to play? Um, I would, I would take anything honestly, but if, I don't know, a big crowd sounds incredible. Imagine, (laughs) uh, Tomorrowland, you know, even DJing at the Red Rocks, like Alice, Alice in Wonderland, like, right. That, that's the, that would just be mind blowing to me. Um, you know, one gig that I would, one place I would love to play at, and it's only, I experienced two artists there, would be the Tabernacle in Atlanta. Okay. okay. Because of yes. the setting, it's intimate. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of the movement that I want okay. the crowd to yeah. feel. So even know? as you grow, like your goal is just share yourself with mm-hmm. as many people as possible mm-hmm. in the best way you can. Right. It's not necessarily like... I'm going to go open for, you know, major laser at Imagine. Right. It's, hey, let me communicate who I am to as many people as possible. You, you said it perfect. You know, I'm not here to to get people plastered drunk. You know, I'm not, you know, do I want to have a, do there I want to have a good party? There will always be someone for that. You're right. I will yeah. always come do that, do that, that if you guys need that. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think overall what I want to create is a very uh, meditative, um, healing experience, but with good music, you know, it's not going to be, um, some slow, like John Mayer music. It's, it's, it's it's like, you can hear my emotion in my beats. That music talks to me. Oh, it talks to me too. (laughs) But that's like a, that's a total different, you know, I gotta be in that zone. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I believe in God. I'm a believer. Like that's always been inside my heart. Um, I do have to be in the bars every weekend. It's, it's secular, you know, it's, it's, and that's part of it, you know, but there's a way that I can do this to, you know, I think the best compliment that I could ever receive, someone came up to me and he was like, you know, your music makes me happy. What you do makes me happy. What you do makes me feel good. Um, and like, That's I could have awesome. stopped DJing right then and there, you yeah. know, because I moved him. It's about movement. And like, uh, on my, my, pretty much my slogan is love to move and move to love. So it's. That's a great slogan. Trying to vocalize how I feel and what I can do with this is difficult because it's, it's so deep inside of me. And I do just want to share that purpose, you know, whatever, for whatever reason I'm doing this. And being a female DJ, you know, yeah. it's, it's in there. And I I, I can do it. I just, uh, if I could get a stage in the commons one night, have a little Augusta festival. Okay. That would be. Rain check. Rain yeah. check. Rain right? check. Could you, could you tell us your slogan one more time? Um, it's love to move and move to love. That might be cool. the title of this episode. That's actually a good Thank title. You. Good that thought. Means a lot. I'll listen to this <laughs> and be like, thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um. You, you've mentioned this a couple of times and I wouldn't have brought it up if you hadn't, but it feels like it's something important to you. So I'm going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you've mentioned a couple of times being a female DJ mm-hmm. as opposed to just a DJ. What does that distinction mean to you? I think, you know, it, it's funny when I'm other people are asking me at pineapple when I'm serving, what do you do? You know, 
and I have to say DJ. There's a show on Schitt's Creek where he's getting his <laughs> license, and the the guy who's the instructor, yes, you know, he's trying to make the he's trying to make conversation with the instructor, and he's like, "Oh, I DJ." You know? I'm so glad you watched that show. That <laughs> was my quarantine and show. Favorite show. Um, you know, you feel kind of goofy when you say it because, especially being a female, people like kind of double take me. Um, but. I think just overall the projection. Trust and, and me, the way I've told girls' parents that I'm a DJ. <laughs> we're on the same page here. Go ahead. But I know. We're on the same page here. It's like, what do you do? You know, I went <laughs> I, I, I went to school for hair. I'm not doing hair, you know, right. because <laughs> it's art. Anything artistic I'm going to be happy with, but this is the main thing. Um, but I think, I think it's just it's easy for the girls to kind of connect to me, you know, cause I, I play for the girls a lot. You know, you have to, it gets the room moving, gets the room warm. Well, that's I'll, an advantage. I will honestly. say that's <laughs> an is. advantage because if you, you know, when we DJed weddings, you know, if the bride or if bridesmaids were not on the dance floor, that's it, it's over. No one else is on the dance floor because right. let's be honest, the guys want to hang out with the girls. The girls aren't always wanting to hang out with the guys. Right. So <laughs> you have a huge advantage there. Right. Honestly. And but I can I, yeah. say, you know, I, I feel for you guys, it is hard to approach girls, you know, because when we're out with the girls, we, you know, we don't necessarily want to be bothered. We do. There's a wall. We want to be seen. <laughs> we don't want to be bothered. Right. So it is hard. So once the girls are dancing, I feel like it kind of generates some confidence in the I'm going to tell all my friends that go out to listen to this part (laughs) (laughs) like we we do we do want to connect with you guys when we go out it's just on our time unfortunately you know that's this is what it is but um if I can get the girls moving like I said it kind of kind of gets those guys you know kind of stirs them up to get some some confidence to to approach and then the room's going you know Mm. um but uh it's just I'm is I'm thankful for being the being the first one in the city to to do it. Um, and you've mentioned you mentioned you said you're the only female DJ in Augusta. You know that for a fact. Yeah, there's uh, my friend Chantel. She's actually she DJs at home. I don't Shout think out. she really wants to club DJ. Okay. Um, but she's gifted. Like she loves a lot of drum and bass. Um, the, her music taste is is. It's almost like I look up to her when she's played at Bar and Broad a few times um, just on a takeover night. And that's her comfortability. Like I look up to her when she's playing because she doesn't care what people think. You know, she's just doing it. It it is tough. It's it's really hard Um, just because I can't like I can see in a room one person that's standing still. Or they, they look like they're upset or something right. when the rest of the room could be dancing. You're probably like, taking it personally. And I'm so gravitated towards that one person yep. of wanting to like really like touch them, you know? Well, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And that's why you're you're driven to do it. Right. Yeah. I can't stop. You know, it's it's been, it's, it's hard during the week to have alone time with music that I want to hear mm-hmm. because it's gotten to the point where it's just, what can I do to to make my next set better. Right. Um, so I'm like just constantly just trying to listen to music to, to play for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that I, ha- I have the opportunity to inspire. There's another girl who told me last week that she's, she's learning, learning a board. Like she's been practicing DJing at home. And I think that that's cool because that is cool. why not? Right. You why know? not? Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with the drop the disc question. And of course, around Augusta after this. Before we get to those, however, I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys about Savannah River Brewing Company. Savannah River Brewing Company is a really, really awesome local business. and We love awesome local businesses. They have been partnered with this show for over a year as well. And they do awesome things in the community. For example, today, like every Sunday, is Growler Sunday. They're going to be open from 1 to 8 for discount on Growlers. Uh, Yesterday, they had a food truck with tacos, as well as Yoga with Taylor, which is every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. And on New Year's Eve, they will be collaborating with yours truly for a comedy night to end the year just as we feel the year is most fit to be ended with laughter. We'll have a beer dinner with awesome pairings, 
We're going to have an all-star cast of local comedians, including former guest on our show, Michael Silvio Fortino. Check Savannah River Brewing Company out at Savannah River Brew on Facebook. Keep up with all these events. Get your tickets now because they will sell out soon. And of course, make sure to drop by their tap room or get their beer at local liquor stores or Kroger. Savannah River Brewing Company, friend of the show, supporter of the show in the past, and as far as we can tell, long into the future. I have one more question to ask, and then I'm going to let Chris do the rest of the takeover here. Absolutely. Um, I I foreshadowed that I would ask about COVID earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, You have picked a horrible job for the year 2020. Uh, The last 10 months must have been insanely frustrating to you. So it's a two-part question. Mm -hmm. How did you get through that? And how are you feeling now about what you're doing? Right. Um, I think it helped that Georgia kind of opened up sooner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If we the, were in L.A., different story. Right. You know, I during quarantine, I did like one or two live sets in my apartment. I had a couple of girls over and they were like my, my little neighbors. background. I know, guys. <laughs> I live awesome. right downtown in the, the Cobb house and it's <laughs> very thin walls. So I have to be careful when I practice because I want to feel that full effect like when I right. go in the car. Right. Um, neighbors, too, I'm sure. Yeah. I just music never stops. So it's like even when the covid, you know, all that happened, I was still researching, still trying to to get the best playlist, every song that I can, everything that I want to share. Um, the challenge with certain like the capacity rules, you know, mm-hmm. at the loft and soul bar, it's it's 50 people and they're strict on that. So being at the loft and having that crowd, I could have a really awesome crowd that night that is vibing with what I'm doing. There's a long line outside of like 25, 50 more people that want to get in Mm -hmm. and they can't, you know? So I think that does affect, you know, when there's a lot of people and there's energy in the room, man, I'm just like, I'm not like, I'm unstoppable. I feel that inside myself. You probably have to have more confidence with less people in the room. It's it's hard. It is hard. We talked about it. Like I'm, I'm so picky about, Mm -hmm. I started my set last week or this Saturday at Soul Bar. I had an older couple, um, in their sixties requesting, you know, these right. uh, line dance songs Ave that I didn't Maria? really know. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just tried to move them with some 90s hip hop. I played a couple of what they requested. Um, just trying to touch all ages that I can with right. it. But mm-hmm. um, and since it's since it's kind of opened up more, um, it's been great. I mean, Soleil has the patio, the indoor right. has the upstairs. Right. So I haven't really seen that effect. I think the only thing I'm battling against now at that gig is just the, the weather and the temperature and it being okay. cold. Um, yeah, because Soleil can't really pack that room like they used to. The inside is hard to pack. Yeah. Um, it's just they love those fire tables outside, but then yep. it's hard to make a club atmosphere outside. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have a certain part where the dance floor can, you know, the lighting's different. Um so my, mm, I just can't wait till I can. That's what was so great about Garden was playing up in that front. They got the oh, LED yeah. screen behind you yes. and just kind of just feeling the full effect of what, what DJing is and what you, you can do with it. Just like gets your blood flowing a little bit more. So um, it's, it's been a challenge. It, it is Augusta too. I think that everyone kind of gets their mindset on the their favorite places. So just trying to have an open mind and, and like, I, I can't be upset that Soul Bar might not pack out on a Saturday night with 50 people because trying to trying to bring life back into that place, too. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, and and yeah. so if people see you, you do take requests, though, it sounds like. I, I, I prefer not to. Okay. I'm open to hearing what you got. There's times where some <laughs> girls do. And I'm like, OK, girl. That, yeah. that would okay. be good right now. That would okay. be good right now. Right. I just, you know, it's for me being so new, I can't quite do it with my eyes closed yet. You got DJ mm-hmm. Nightmare. You got Gabe um, who DJs at Garden. Let me do DJ Nightmare. Right. He's the bomb. He's the best. He could do it with his eyes closed. Like once I put the song on, I'm already like focused on the next song. I can't. Right. I can't really multitask and talk as well. But, you know, I love to be, I love to at least hear it. It's just, it, it pulls away from my actual focus and right. my, my, what I'm doing because I just just want to do it. Right. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, we're Drop the Disc podcast. We're mm-hmm. here dropping the disc from the city of Augusta. You've taken away that term, Disgusta. 
And so we we ask every guest this question mm-hmm. at the end of the show. And our drop the disc question is now formally sponsored by Tranner Gray Media. Tranner Gray Media, thank you so much for supporting us at the Drop the Disc podcast. Blaine Bailey came on the show. We love him so much. They are going to be around, and they're going to be around us a lot in the future. Tranner Gray Media, local Emmy winners, friends of the show, incredible people, and now the presenting sponsor for the Drop the Disc question. If someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city, what would your response be to them? Um... I think that they, you know, I've got, what's crazy about working at Pineapple, I've gotten people who just moved here, California. That's awesome. New York That's City, crazy. like recently. And the one thing I can just tell them is the comfort. I keep going back to that, the comfort that's brought me. Every time I go away, I travel away and I'm like, I got to get out of here and mm-hmm. go breathe some new air. When I'm, tra- when I'm coming back, it is, it's, it's a safe feeling. Um, I know that there's a lot of love here. Um, for me, uh, you know, I, I can only speak for me, but, um, a lot of people ha- already have a good, they're intrigued by Augusta. Some people are like, well, you know, what's going on with downtown? Mm-hmm. Why is it kind of slow or dead? And I'm, you know, I'm just like, there's so many upcoming things, um, coming and we can just be patient and try to like contribute, you know? Right. That's, and that's why I'm trying run into that. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, how many things are there to do on a Saturday downtown now? Like you're competing with all of them. <laughs> there, Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, the thing that I, I do struggle with is drinking is always involved. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard not to just on a Tuesday night, you want to get out of the house, what you're going to do? You can go drink, you know, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> the common denominator yeah. pretty mm-hmm. much. But, um, I think as far as people, like, look how much we're growing, even over on the Riverwatch Parkway, all those businesses, and just Mm -hmm. me trying to tell myself to just sit back and kind of, like, be content with where you're at um, Mm -hmm. and and enjoy what's what's trying to be planted and, and like, things are growing here. I always say, like, if I go away in the next one or two years, Coming back in about 10 is going to be so awesome. To we look just forward see. to having you back. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, she's still here. I don't know where I'm going, but <laughs> I would love, my ideal place is Canada. When you said Canada, I, we'll talk. I love Canada more than <laughs> anything. We'll talk. So. Let me know if you need some references. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go. I've got, it's <laughs> got Yukon, I've got Saskatchewan, I've got Vancouver. That's it. Ooh, well, I'll take else. Vancouver. <laughs> there we go. That's right. Okay, so don't go to Quebec. But please. you're still here, you <laughs> they know. Wouldn't like me. Thank you. If if people wanted to hear you or see you yeah. DJ, you're on you're at Soul Bar on Wednesdays. Soul Bar Wednesday nights. At what time? Um I start around 9. Plug nine. your constant shows, yeah. plug your social media. Okay. Yeah. Right now, do it. Um, do it. Go, go, I, go, go, go. I, I <laughs> <laughs> um I only have Instagram. It's DJ okay. underscore E underscore Meg. And that's M-E-G-H. Um I don't have Facebook. I know that would be a great marketing thing for me to have. It's just not, doesn't, it doesn't satisfy my soul and like my mental. I care about that more than that. So you just, um, I'm posting everywhere I'm at on Wednesday or on um, Instagram. So Wednesdays I'm at Soul Bar. Every Friday I'm at Soleil. Sometimes I go back to back with another DJ, Marley Watts, um, which is fun, you know. We get to throw our different tastes in all in one set. Do you guys Uh, do like battle DJs? Well, if we can, we he can go on his board and I can go on my board right. and, you know, every and three songs. Chris yeah. and I used to do that. It's so yeah. fun. It is. It is fun. It is because like for a minute I can step away, kind right. of hear the room differently than I am in my headphones. And right. then I can, I can kind of be like, oh, this is what they need real quick. And then right. he'll see what they need. And so it's fun. But Saturdays, um, sometimes at the loft and sometimes at Soul Bar. So it just kind of... Follow her Instagram so please. that you know where she'll be. Yes, I Absolutely. would love to. Awesome. Thank all you right. for all the support. If if there are people who are listening that do support me already, like it means the world. Erica Offrey, DJ Emeg. Yes, sir. Check her out on Instagram. Find her at a local bar. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This Thank was you. fun. No, this is a pleasure. I'm pleasure honored. To have Thank you. you. <laughs> And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, I've been hinting that this was a special episode of Around Augusta, and indeed it is. Last night, Saturday night, LSU, the LSU Tigers, dominated Florida. And because of that domination, Chris is physically unable to perform and speak today in order to perform his duties 
of the host of Around Augusta. So I will be hosting on Chris's behalf. Let it be known, he has done all of the research for this. I am merely the vessel. But thank you guys for tuning in to Around Augusta. Let's start with some really cool news. All of this stuff today is going to be positive news. We got Netflix decorating downtown. If you guys are familiar with the new budding arts district between the Imperial Theater, the Miller Theater, and of course, very close to Augusta Podcast Studio, where I'm recording this right now, you may have seen that Netflix has come downtown and like only five other cities in the world has chosen to decorate downtown in Augusta. If you haven't seen the lights, it's really neat. It's really cool. I personally have no idea why they did it. I'm sure eventually there will be some kind of really cool reasoning that comes out. But shout out to Netflix. Even though you're not a local business, you still are supporting Augusta, and that's cool with us. Speaking of national supporting local, we've got the Green Jackets up next, who are now going to potentially, very, very highly potentially, be affiliated with the Atlanta Braves. This is really, really exciting to all of Braves Nation, of which I am not a part of, but I can objectively say I would much rather our baseball team siphon into the Braves than a team that won't support the city of Augusta at all. We've seen, of course, even local artist Jason Craig doing work for the Braves, so obviously they love Augusta. Shout out to the Braves. Hashtag Braves country. Maybe I will come around someday. And of course, our last announcement, we kind of hinted at this earlier, but it's going to be about the clubhouse. The clubhouse has been selected by the Partnership for Inclusive Innovation for a $250,000 grant for their work working with local colleges and universities to provide training and certifications for over 250 entrepreneurs in communities that have less resources. This partnership came together under Lieutenant Governor Joff Duncan's guidance this year, and its goal is to increase tech and startup opportunities for less privileged communities. We are reporting from the Atlanta News Now, the AJC Journal. By the way, this is not original reporting. This is from the AJC, so thank you to them for doing that. And of course, one very important piece of news is that last night, Louisiana State University had a dominant 57-yard field goal slam into that field goal net and defeat Florida, who could not make a 53-yard field goal to tie the game. This is, of course, to be expected as Florida does not beat LSU. And Chris would welcome you guys to send him some love letters about how great you think the Gators' performance last night was. Make sure you DM them to us at Drop the Disc Podcast. And thank you for tuning in to Around Augusta with me, David. <laughs>